Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. This weekend, the Six Nations kicks off and we're here to chat bollocks about the players and by the time you listen to it, it'll be out of date because the squad will be announced anyway. So I guess what we'll do is I'll read off the names. I'll take charge. (laughs) And then we just go through each of the players. For context, Coach is in a shirt, so I think it's given him a, a superiority complex. It's quite late. Eddie and I fly to Rome first thing in the morning. He's a bit grumpy because he's got a lot to do. Coach is in a shirt because he didn't get changed after work. But he looks really good. He's looking like a real boomer, kind of Russell Crowe energy. I like it, Coach. Thanks. The Six Nations. It kicks off this weekend. We're super excited. So let's chat about it. And it's a good thing it's a podcast and not a YouTube, but we will be doing YouTube at some point because Coach is so ugly that if we tried to put him on YouTube, his face would be reported for breaking community guidelines. Okay, so he said this to me. He said this. He came home today from work and said this to me. Eddie has been in a school today teaching children not to bully each other. And that's one of the lines I heard, and I thought it was great. So through the art of theatre, he was telling them, don't bully each other. Basically, it's the what we used to do was like the, your mum is so yeah. fat, she fell in the Grand Canyon and got stuck. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. do that. But instead of your mama, it's just your face. <laughs> <laughs> and is it YouTube related all the time? No, no, it's that was just one example. No. Did you get any others? Yeah, a few. That was your favourite. That was my favourite. Did you laugh when you're meant to be like, well, that's not very funny. I did laugh. (laughs) It was funny. (laughs) This weekend, Italy play England at home. There are other games. Of course, there are other games. There's basically the game of the championship on Friday night. France versus Ireland. Everyone's basically said that the winner of that will win the Six Nations. Poppycock! I don't think either of us, any of us would disagree with that. What do you think? Bollocks. Not really. Right, Eddie, go on. This is Scotland's year. <laughs> They've been waiting in the shadows. That might age well. You never know. But and now it's their time. But actually, you know, but and I said it as a joke, but if they do, I will go back and edit that as if I meant it. Yeah, that's true. I'm there pretty sure Jim Hamilton didn't actually think that Benetton were going to win the Rainbow Cup when he said it. But... He did did say it. Right, I'm going to try and get this entire team done in 15 minutes. It's going to be rapid fire. Anyone that's going to learn something, all right? Coach isn't. His face is so ugly, it deserves a detention. Stop reading your so ugly jokes. He's lit. I thought he was getting the squad up, and he's he's reading your so ugly jokes. It's such a scrum half. Right, go on, Eddie, just start with the props. Right, okay. Right. Fischetti. Danilo Fischetti. Brilliant loose head prop. Played at London Irish. It's very good. Unfortunately, they went down. Now he's doing pretty well at Zebre Palmer. He is Fafta Clerk with a different face. I think they have the same body, but a different face. Wow. He makes amazing breaks. He's scrummaging. Sometimes he gives away the odd penalty at the scrum, which is concerning, but he more than makes up for it with what he does around the park. Expect him to start at number one. No questions. Okay, we've also got Matteo Nociara, Luca Rizzoli, Mirko Spagnolo. Look, 
Josue Zulaki. Look, we're mixing our loose heads and our tight heads, and I'm fine with that because they're all just units, all right? But the important thing is that the Zebra props aren't giving away penalties anymore, so I've got absolute full faith that they'll be able to do the job. Benetton Scrum is obviously strong, and you've also got Cecerelli, who's come from Perpignan. You know, he's been around for ages, and he's solid. Yes, it's a shame that we don't have Riccioni and we don't have Ferrari, who are the staple tight heads. Mm. But I don't see much of a an issue in the front row. <clears throat> I think actually Italy have got a lot of talent, which is all around a similar standard in that position. There are a lot of young ones in with their But like, they're units, debutants. absolute units. And there's a bunch in the under-20s that will be coming up right behind them that are also massive units. So okay. it'll all be good. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have Spaniolo. Yeah, so, uh, wait, Fischetti and Spagnolo? I'm just throwing names around. I don't know. Look, the front row, they're just units. That's all I care about. Okay. Uh, Hooker, who are you starting? I'm starting Lucchese. Fine. Over Nicotera. I'm having Nicotera on the bench, and I'm starting Lucchese, and Manfredi will learn a lot just by being there. Nice. Okay, fine. Coach, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I actually agree with everything Eddie says. Okay. Second rows. Second rows. We've got Nicolò Cannone. We've got... Benetton Unit. Yakizzi. Yeah. We've got Ruzza, Federico Ruzza. Mm-hmm. We've got Andrea Zambonin. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I thought you'd expect to see Nicola Canone and Federico Ruzza. The Benetton second rows there. Well, obviously, Yakizzi is also a Benetton second row. But I'd expect to see those two starting. Ruzza is a unit. He's got amazing hands. He's great under the high ball. I mean, I mean, uh, the line out. I'm being just tired. You know, he's got a great offloading game. He weighs quite a lot. He weighs like 110 kilos, and he's six foot six, I think. But he's a bit light in the carry sometimes compared to Canone, who actually weighs about the same according to Wikipedia and is a similar height, but it's a bit harder. Zambanin also slightly skinnier. Second row doesn't add much beef, and they're going to need some beef. But he's good at the lineup because I taught him how to do the lineup. And if you haven't seen the video of me teaching him how to do the lineup, do check it out on our social media channels. However, there was a rumor today that Rugby yes. Rama in France Let's talk about are reporting, and we had George Biaggi on here, and he told us that Casada had some tricks up his sleeve, especially for that first game. And there's some rumors. Seb Negri, who now you all know because of the Netflix documentary who plays number six, might be starting at second row. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think, coach? I like it. I like Negri. And obviously, it came across quite well in that documentary, I feel. Yeah, we but, should talk about it. We'll talk about the documentary afterwards in a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, my issue that... is he's so perfect as a six. Like, he's so good at six, and I just don't... I, I feel like there's enough here in the second row. It's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. Mm. It's not about the second row, because they, they're going to put probably him and Rutzer on. They're going to have Nicola Canone on the bench, for example. Mm. But it's not about that. It's about being able to have a back row, which just has... Baby Canone, Lamaro, and Zuliani. Shall we look at the back row? So we've got Baby Canone, Lorenzo Cannone, Riccardo Favretto. Favretto can do both. Riccardo Favretto, Lorenzo Cannone. We've got the captain, Michele Lamaro. We've got Sebastian Negri. We've got 
Manuel Zuliani. Is that it? So Zuliani's just been statistically mm. analysed and... to be the second best player in the URC. Huge. How big is that? But he doesn't cool. start because he plays seven and Lamaro plays yeah. seven. So I think part of this, if this rumour is to be believed, is that they want to have as much talent on the pitch as possible. So they want their captain on, but they also want their star Zuliani so on. Where, what, so one of them has to play out of position. Lamaro can go eight. Yeah. Zuliani go seven. I'm pretty sure Zuliani, you could dump him at six, to be honest. And then Lamaro could keep his position at seven. Yeah. And then Lorenzo Cannone at eight. Lorenzo also, Canone. apologies, I forgot. Of course, how did I forget? Alessandro Isacor. Also back row. Isakor. I mean, Isakor's new to the squad, so whether he's going to get a nod against England, who knows? I don't know. And I thought, actually, if someone's going to transition to second row, Isakor might be a guy who could do it. Mm. But mm. they want as much talent on that pitch as, as possible, and they've gone, I think, in my opinion, harsh as it may sound, they've gone, Canone and Rutz are brilliant second rows. Behind that, we haven't got enough. So... Let's put Seb Negri on for his ball carrying. Who's Someone's going to be next to him, whether it's Canone or Rutza, and the other one's going to be on the bench. And it doesn't really matter who starts and who's on the bench because they're all going to get on. And then you suddenly have a back row that is absolute fire with Zuliani, Lamaro. I mean, just picture that. Imagine having on the field, you've got Seb Negri, Zuliani, Lamaro, and Canone yeah. all on the field. Yeah. That's madness. It's madness. So if you can figure out a way of doing that. Yeah. Well, look. let's see if it's true. But and that's Seb Negri, Seb Negri jumps at the line out anyway. So the only thing yeah. it would affect would be his the actual scrum. And he's a unit. Yeah. Okay. It's just a rumour from one I like French. It. I like the theory. theory. Eddie Jones likes to do that as well. Just like to mention, just get the best players on the pitch somewhere. Yeah. And mitigate some things. So maybe the scrum is a bit weaker. I don't think it would be if Negri is not there or not in, in his normal position. So yeah, put all the best players on. Why not? Especially this weekend up against England at home. That's a that's a strong back row. As Eddie so, said, it's the shittest England he's seen for a while. So in theory, in theory, because mm. I'm I'm I, I would agree. They're I'm worried about team. what they might pull out the bag, though. And also, to be fair, when I say the shittest England team, I mean the England squad as a whole. I mean, you still need to pick 15 to 23 players out of that. And inevitably, when you take those 15 to 23, those guys are all really, really good. But there are people in the England squad now which are not star calibre. Can we talk about the fact that Zach Mercer hasn't been called up for the England squad? Because that's insanity. I thought he was injured. I don't no, know. No. I played for Gloucester at the weekend. Had a great game for Gloucester at the weekend. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. Mm. The guy was a superstar in France, moves back to England so that he can get picked for England, and England snub him. And he's a superstar. Outrageous. Anyway. Same old England. Good for us. Ooh, let's not forget that there's Ross Vincent here yes, as well. Yes, apologies. It's also someone they're probably going to want to get, yes. get out there at some point. So that's something they've got so much. Basically, we've all been talking about how Italy have too many back rows. Yeah. And God, how hard is it to get into that Italian back row? And they're just going to get more. Yeah. Odiesi. Yeah. Coming in, playing for Oyana in France. He's the one who, we've been eating shit. He's that guy. We've got Ferrari at Zebre. He's great. You, and, and, and you know what? And that, fuck it. Then, then, then you've got Bianchi at Zebre Palmer. You've got Licata, their captain, 
And so there's so many yeah. back row players yeah. in Italy that are class. So I think actually thinking, how do we get them all on the pitch makes sense. And also, when I look at the stats, they're all around the same height as the second rows. Oh, really? It, I, so that's when I, when I heard about the Seb Negri thing, I was like, OK, well, let me have a look, which is why I kind of had these stats to hand a little bit, because I looked at it about an hour ago. And I was like, actually, Seb Negri is six foot five and he's like one inch shorter than Rutzer and they weigh the same. Wow. Well, there you go. Those are the forwards. And I think that sounds pretty good. My only concern, you seem very chill about it, is the front row. Just in terms of experience and age and not having the, you know, the Ferraris and the Piccioni. They still got Cecerelli and he knows exactly what he's doing. Lucchese and um, Nicotera, they're no mugs. They're brilliant players. And then Fischetti as well is fantastic. So I, don't, I think for the listener, you should explain where this thing of him being faff comes from. Because he has the attitude of faff and he walks around in budgie smugglers. But basically, whenever you watch him, he's always giving someone a hard time, yeah. smacking someone on the ass all the time. He's laughing, he's joking, he's always mouthing off to the ref in a very faff way. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is just, keep an eye out for it. Anyone watching this, listening to this, when you watch Italy v England, Fischetti is Faftoclerk, the Italian number one that will be starting. I think that's pretty much guaranteed, unless there's yeah. a massive change. Is Faftoclerk in a different body, shape, face, shirt, whatever? His face is not so ugly. He's a very handsome man. Very handsome man. Uh, sorry. Okay. Very handsome man. I was going to mention Pasquale being a very handsome man. Yeah, but everyone he's, knows he's a very handsome man. He's a Benetton player, not picked, sadly, for the Italy squad. Right. Okay, forwards, done. We feel pretty good. I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Casada does end up doing, whether Negri does. I actually, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I love it. And yeah, there's so there's too many back row players to all get onto the pitch. So Don't jinx it like the Bergamasco thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be the opposite. I don't it's see done. how it's... Unless the scrum completely capitulates. And if it does, you just take him off <laughs> and put no. a second row on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the scrum is going to be... It's a big one to start, right, against the England scrum. Um, but... I, I mean, see... England England has a lot of, like, caps. I yeah. Think. But then, you know, looking at this, it's basically the Benetton scrum, which I have had moments this, this season where I've been like, guys, if we're struggling against, like, who have we played that were pretty average, like the Ospreys scrum and we're giving away penalties. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned when we go against in, at international level, if this is essentially our international forwards. But I have hope. I think they'll do well. I think they can. There's, there's absolutely everything on paper for them to do well. Right, let's look at the backs. So scrum half, the options are, I'm going to read you the names picked for the first two games. So these are the options available for England and Ireland. BC, we've got Martin Pedrello. And we've got Stephen Varney. Well, I'll answer this straight away. For <laughs> me, I think Martin Pedrello starts and Varney is coming on from the bench. Varney's been doing well playing at nine for Gloucester, but even when he comes on from the bench, he's done some great stuff. That's how I. Oh, have really? Because my issue with Varney is that I never see him come on from the bench. He's sort of a starter and not. A no, he's finisher. been doing it a fair bit for Gloucester, so I, 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 that's how I would do it. But also, if that's flipped the other way around, that wouldn't bother me much anyway. And we will have to discuss it later on because 
probably in this day and age people go 6-2. So it's probably going to be two backs on the bench, which means what do you put Martin Pagerello on the bench? He can play all sorts of positions to start Stephen Varney, who's yeah. an out-and-out out nine. Yeah. That means if someone else gets injured, um, Martin Pagerello can go elsewhere. I would do that. But then also do you do that because how much have, have they been in camp mm-hmm. because they have been having to play? Yes, let's uh, mention that. So obviously the Italian players who play abroad have got next to no time with the coaching staff, which is a nightmare. They and were no literally one's all talk playing about it. this weekend. Basically, this weekend barbarian gone. sides get more time with the coach yeah. than the Italians who play yeah. abroad have had. Anyway, moving on. Fly half. We've got available. Doesn't matter. It's going to be Garbisi at 10. Tommaso Allen. <laughs> We've got big Garbisi. That's it. There's two fly halves That's in the it. squad and it's, it's going to be Garbisi. Do you think? I, I don't think it's such a given. I just don't think it is. A lot of people, I haven't heard anyone not say it's not, it's going to be Garbisi, but I just think Tommy's kicking has been At the end of the so day, more what we're talking about here, if he's going for putting Seb Negri in the second row, he's talking about, as coach said, getting all the talent on the pitch. And so you don't not have Garbisi on the pitch. Yeah, fine. You just don't do it. You have him on the pitch. Tommaso Allen is fantastic. We love Tommy Allen. Tommy's great. But maybe you have him on the bench then because he's a bit more utility. But you just don't. You don't mess around with that. You literally don't. Yes, he kicks well, but you, you need to beat England. To I beat understand. England, you need your best players to have their best game. But, and that's what you need. But but the one thing that we haven't had ever, ever, and I've, well, ever, in the last 20 years, let's say, spoke, has been kicking. Yeah, I know. Reliable well, kicking. Well, he's going to have to kick, isn't he? And if he can't kick, someone else is going to have to kick. But you can't. I, I don't. I just don't think so. I, I think you have Paolo Garbisi is going to have to be playing at ten, right? Fine. Outside him in the centres, we've got Juan Ignacio Brex. We've got Tommaso Menoncello. We've got Federico Mari, and we've got Marco Zanon. First of all, Federico Mori has been doing amazingly. He was just in Team of the Week in the Champions Cup. I think it's too soon to pull him into the. Italy team this week I agree. but I expect to see him playing later on in the Six Nations at some point but I don't think he can go from being not in the Italy camp at all for the World Cup around it to then going in and starting I think it's too soon and I think because there's such a little turnaround you need to stick with the continuity that you have and that means you need to probably pick, go for Brex and Menoncello in the centres I would probably like to see Brex on the inside, Menoncello on the outside, even though that's not normally how they do it. But that's what I would like to see. They've done it a bit recently. And obviously those two play together all the time. So that's something which should be smooth operator, smooth operator. So that would be lovely. I agree. Okay, fine. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, Brex and Menoncello for me is just so obviously beautiful. Um, Yeah, fine. I agree. Out on the wings, we have got Pierre Bruno, Simone Gesi, Monti Ioane, and I'm going to put Lorenzo Pani in there because he plays also at wing, I guess. But they, should they I leave can, him as a fullback? They full all can. Back? All the fullbacks can play. Fine. So okay, what we've got left? Back three. We've got. Let me read all of them so we've got an overview. I'm going to put Tommy Allen there. Tommy Allen, yeah. Pierre Bruno, Ange Capuzzo, Simone Gesi. Montioane, Lorenzo Pani. For me, my back three, I think, obviously Paolo Adogu is injured and it looks unlikely that Monti 
Oyani is going to be able to play, even though he did just have a video of him. But all he was doing was shouldering a ball. <laughs> a bounce being ball, not like a... And, I, and I'm not sure how that's transferable, that skill. <laughs> uh, but he looked pretty cool doing it. Um, he looks cool doing anything. Yeah, but... I feel like you could looking actually... Looking cool butters no, no parsnips. parsnips. But you could pretty much have Monty cut on his toenails and he'd look cool doing it. Well, I imagine if he did the modelling that the rest of the Benetton players... We're not talking about that now. So we'll assume he's not there. Power Dogru, he's obviously not in the squad. Simona Jesse scoring... What, how many tries has he scored? He scored a lot. Scored a lot. 24 in 34 games. Sebre Palmer's all-time leading try scorer already in his second season. So I think you've got to play him because he's on form. And if he can take that momentum into England, then... That's going to be hugely beneficial. And then, so I guess what I'm saying there is defensively it could be an issue, but what happens if you put Lorenzo Pani at fullback with his massive boot? Defensively, that makes me really nervous. And then on the other wing, you can put Capuzzo. Especially against England. You need someone who's done it a lot. He's been playing at 11 a lot for Toulouse. Yeah. I mean, maybe they move him about, but yeah, going up against England, they kick a lot, unfortunately. So I think you need a strong pair of hands. So Capuazzo there, and then Jesse. Who would I have? Who would you have? Who would I have? Yeah, Jesse, Capuazzo, Bruno. I think. I would have Tommy Allen over Bruno. I think I'd put Tommy Allen on the bench because Tommy Allen's versatile. So if anything happens, he can come on at fullback, he can come on at fly half, and they can jumble the backs around to make him make sense wherever he comes on and he's experienced enough to be able to handle that. Yeah, I thought we had another winger. That's all. Well, we got a couple injuries because obviously with if Monty yeah. is fit, then yeah. Monty plays and yeah. then you have a... Ba- then you have a back three, which would be Jesse, Jesse Capuzzo, Monty. Yeah. Yeah. You lose okay. Pani's boot, though. Well, maybe Alan does, though. Yeah, forgot about the Monty injury. Yeah. Maybe Alan, Alan goes 15, Capuzzo goes 11, Jesse 14. Yeah. But again, we're losing Pani's boot. I also agree, I'm not sure that you start Pani against England in his first... Like, but you would, have a, you would have Alan's boot, though. Yeah. But look, Pani's great under a high ball. He's six foot... Four, six he's foot really five. Creative. He's got a massive boot. He creates loads of tries. He scores tries. Yeah. I Defensively, just... he's suspect. That's my thing about him. But I yeah, agree. so so actually, there's a lot of excitement there. But it's 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 who knows. Yeah, we haven't really nailed that down, guys. We were pretty clear that like the whole squad, but then these back three were a little bit confused. I guess it depends on Monty being injured or not. If he's not injured, we're going Monty, Jesse, Capuzzo. Yeah, that would be the dream. <sighs> well, we'll see. But then you do lose Panny's boot. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, England target, 15. So that's a really big call. And as George Biaggi said on our podcast, Casada's loving what Zebra are doing with their kicking. And who's at the centre of their kicking? Mm. Panny. Mm. I would put money on it and be Alan, 15. Money? Oh. You'd put money on it. That's a big call over yeah. Capozzo. Because, like, a, like the forward pack, I think you're going to want 
in the first half of the England game, you're going to want all your best players on that pitch. Yeah, but Caporzo, what do you do with him? You put him on the wing to be... Okay, so if Monty's not playing. This is if Monty's not playing. Yeah, which is unlikely. So I would go Caporzo, Alan, Jesse. Yeah, I agree. I think putting a panny on there, putting a Jesse and a panny on at the same time like so green I think is too risky I see it being really exciting but I also see moments where England really take advantage of that I don't think they would I think I think in what way I just see I just see there's times where they snap through but then you've got to remember that right in front of these guys you've got Brex and Menoncello so they're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah (laughs) I mean they're going to target it regardless but I think I think you need someone with a bit more experience in the 15 position. And I would just put Alan there, have yeah. him on the pitch, just have him around from just morale, leadership. And then um, who are you super subbing? Oh, I... Mm. Yeah. But then it's if you've got one. Alan, you don't need to go so super sub, super sub with the super sub, because... He can move around. Because you've got but enough you... there. You've got Garbisi who can go to 12 if you need a centre. Yeah. You've got Alan who can go to 10. Yeah. You've got... Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. You've got Menoncello who can move out to the wing if he needs to. You've got there, there's enough flexibility yeah, okay. there and multiplayer. I would I would stick with mine because England likes to win the try and win the game in the first twenty minutes. So just get everyone on for that first half. Worry about it later, but you need the best players on that for the first half because you'll either win it or lose it with England in the first half. Yeah. You want to, it, if they get two tries in the first half or three tries and or whatever, England will yeah. try and win that game in twenty minutes. They just right. do it. So have everyone that you want on that pitch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I think it might be one of the wisest things you've said. <laughs> and that's why we call him coach. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're wearing the shirt. You're in Maybe. professional mode. I'm in yeah, I'm in work mode. <laughs> Who knows? But I am right. I'm I feel strongly about that. If we ever put you on a rugby pitch to actually do some coaching, can you wear the shirt? Yeah. Right. Well, there we are. That is what we think will be out on that pitch on Saturday afternoon. We will be there. You will be watching, whether you're watching it there, you're watching it live, you're watching it from your bedroom. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Um, Obviously, the Six Nations documentary came out this week, last week. I've enjoyed it. I've had a friend who produces a really successful F1 podcast, Formula One podcast in America called the Red Flags podcast. Given her a shout out. Follow it if you are into F1. It's two guys who are just hilarious and talk about Formula One. And they got really into Formula One off Drive to Survive. They'd never, ever followed Formula One. She's messaged me being like, I know nothing about rugby and I've just watched Full Contact and I am obsessed. So what I think is really interesting there is that clearly it's doing what we hoped it would do, which is get people who know nothing about rugby interested in rugby. Which is great. Which was the plan. That was I the plan. Did you I enjoy it? it? Have you finished it, Coach? I have finished it. I thought it was good. Proper rugby fans would, would get just as much out of it, I feel. It was good. I was I was going to be cynical about it, but... Yeah, hard, no, I agree. Hard. I think it was great. And I thought it was really good that they showed um, both Andrew Porter and also I thought it was really great to see Stephen Varney be so vulnerable. Both of them, I thought that was great to see. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing a little bit behind closed doors of both of those players and also the Scotland and Italy camp that you see a lot more of than the other camps, let's be fair. And just the French arrogance. Love it. 
and your Welsh guy speaking terrible, terrible French in English, basically. He's a hero. Sean Edwards. I mean Sean Edwards. He's a living legend, that man. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, give it a watch. from Wigan. I know, but he's... Oh! I always thought he was Welsh. Because <laughs> he was said a French right. coach. Oh, he gives the real Welsh energy. No, he doesn't he, come he, across as English. I do get what you mean. He's I do from Wigan. I understand. I'm just saying I would never have said he was English. He comes across really well. Well, Wigan isn't really England. It's its sort of own thing. Where it's, is it? It's, they're the Northerners. Oh, it's in fine. between Liverpool and Manchester. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not too far from Wales. <laughs> But that doesn't make them Welsh. <laughs> anyway, I thought he was very funny, but I mean, come on, you've been living in France for how long and how bad is your French? Anyway. He won an award, Sean Edwards, when he was playing because he played the Challenge Cup, the Rugby League Challenge Cup final with a broken jaw and eye socket. And they gave him an award called the Man of Steel Award. He also, Man. when he was at school, he captained England Rugby Union and Rugby League at the same time. That's crazy. Not like in the same moment, in the same minute, but he was the under-16 England rugby captain and the under-16 England rugby league captain. That's mental. Well, then no wonder he gets annoyed at them when they don't put in big hits and kick the ball out of their own half. Yeah. He wishes he was playing himself. He'd be like, I'll do a better job. Right. Um, We're off to Italy tomorrow. Coach is joining us on Friday. If you're out in Rome and you want to watch the France Ireland game with us, give us a shout. We're going to the we're going to the pub. We don't know what pub yet, but we're going to the pub to watch it. So let us know if you want to join us. Equally, we have just put out our fantasy Six Nations Fantasy Rugby League that you are welcome to join. It should be in our Instagram stories, so have a look there if you want to join the fantasy league. The winner gets a night out with Coach. So what's not to love? You don't. No, I'm sorry, what? We'll probably have to honour that, won't we? I'll win it and then I'll forfeit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want him to buy you spritz? Coach doesn't pay for it all. Oh, does he not? No, that's absurd. (laughs) Why? You just get his company. Terms and conditions apply. Please be attractive. (laughs) And a woman, just so we're clear. I don't think we've had any women join the league yet. There's still time. There's still time. Any women interested in joining the Fantasy Rugby League, please get in touch. I put out an Instagram a post saying that we were recording this evening and if people had any questions or things they wanted us to discuss, to send them in, including kind of mind-blowing business ideas, you know, things we could invest in, controversial conspiracy theories, the kind of stuff that you're into, Coach. A couple of people replied and... One of them is convinced he's gone three Italy victories. Great, I'd love that. It's not a question, though. No, not impossible, but, you know, that that would have to be Wales, Scotland, England. You'd imagine. It's bold. It's bold. Um, Ben Hudson says, should these games be played in Rome or in rugby country, which I assume he means the North? Train tickets are expensive. The train company sponsors the Italian rugby team so they don't give a shit about their expensive tickets you pay and you get down there in fact that's probably why they sponsor it because they know you're going to have to pay and get down there they do give some discounts you get into the isha or esha art exhibition that's true you get a discount with that with your uh, freccia rossa ticket 
But also there's stadium issues. So there aren't many massive stadia up in the north of Italy. And rumour has it that there was going to be a game at the San Siro, but the football teams vetoed it, rejected it. Also, the FIR is based in Rome. And also that's the kind of thing you need to plan years in advance because of all the logistics. However, I do think a couple of games in Florence, I'd be well up for that. I would love it. It would all be great. But win at Stadio Olimpico and then they can have ones darted around. But I think they need to win at Stadio Olimpico. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And also, I just think for attracting, literally from a business point of view, attracting foreign audiences, you know, away game fans, Rome just makes complete sense. Yeah, but so would Florence. Milan, they'd yeah. probably be a bit disappointed in. Milan, they... <laughs> Sorry to my listeners in Milan. We love Milan. <laughs> Milan is great. I hope you're listening. I hope you're well. You've got great dance moves. I hope you're not suffocating under all the smog. No. Let's not be rude about Milan. Okay. But yes, I think Rome, I still think Rome over Florence, just for ease of access, flying in and out, like there's a million flights a day. It's very easy. But yes, it would be great if it could spread more. Love the Milanese. Bransmenen says, I think we'll be any team that underestimates us. Win against England, but he thinks England will go on to beat Ireland. I can see it happening. Is it England, Ireland? It's at home. Yeah, England at home. Um, Potentially. Six Nations, anything can happen, let's be honest. Anything can happen. That's true, anything can happen. Anything um, can happen. That's why is it happening. England turn up for one game. Yeah. Bosh. Yeah, well, that's it. Mm. Like, as Eh Dilor says, three Italy victories, it sounds insane, but equally, eventually it's going to happen. Eventually these victories are going to come, so why couldn't they all come one yeah. after the other? And as coach has put the talent on the pitch, let's see what they can do. Yeah, he is the coach after all. Uh, right, I'm going to rattle through these. The main one from our friends at Carbo Rugby. You can read it, Eddie. Coach, only fans, please. <laughs> what what part of the body do you want? That's a sponsorship that we didn't know we were going to do. But actually, it makes perfect sense to put Coach on OnlyFans, and that's how we pay for all of this. I am a world leader in the in the forearm picture. I do forearm pictures for OnlyFans. Well, that's the only go. pictures I do. Well, no feet, just forearms. Hands? No, just the forearm. <laughs> very, very, very explicit about this. Just like the photos. Okay, well, Marco, Matteo, Luca, you guys at Cabo, if that's what you're interested in, um, get... Well, He's yeah. already on, apparently. Uh, I, I, look, we'll yeah. do whatever we need to do to make some money off this podcast. So We've got to buy spritz somehow. Yeah, spritz and pay for itself. And there we go. Great. See you in Rome. See you. We'll be back after the first weekend of the Six Nations, to report back. Fingers crossed, guys. We've never seen an Italy win against England. It could happen this weekend. It could. It really could. Actually could. And on that bombshell, arrivederci, ciao. Ciao. Ciao a tutti. Thank you for listening. Rate us five stars, please. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs>